here today. And I want to share that with you. Um, somebody here, before this week is over, you will hear something that's going to address your situation and is going to be positive. There's somebody here today, whatever you're going through, this coming week, some news is going to come to you that's going to address that particular situation and there is going to be, from that time on, your victory is right there. Amen? There's another person here. It seems like what I'm picking in my spirit is God has been chasing after you. You're going, doing your own thing. And he's asking you, come back. I want you. I want you. He wants to bless you. You're doing it your own way. You've forgotten him. And God says not to forget him. Please come back so that he can pour his blessing upon your life. You're here this morning. You know he's speaking to you. If you will obey him, the Bible tells us in in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. You've been running too long. You need to come back home. He's been speaking to you and you are aware of it. The excuses, he says, that's enough. He wants you back home. You're there this morning. If you will listen to God's voice, not because pastor said it, if you will listen to God's voice and you will cry out to him, he's already initiated it. He's going to be there. He's been there right there with you. And you're going to find a change in your life. Amen? Now I hear the sound of rain. Amen? Amen? I hear the sound of rain. For the Ark Fellowship. Can you say amen with me? I can hear it. There is the sound of a mighty rain that's going to be poured down upon the people of the Ark Fellowship. God's going to bring rain into your life. Amen. You know, what I like to do, you really can't minister to people unless you've been there. Otherwise, it'll just be talk. And that's why I'm teaching what I'm teaching now, so that you can know how to hear God's voice and obey Him and be blessed. Because just because God's spoken to you doesn't mean the next day heaven is going to come down and you're going to see clearly that it was God. It doesn't work that way. And sometimes you are going to be hearing Opposing voices. I found out that when God speaks to you about something, immediately you hear the voice of the devil. He's trying to distract from what God said. Remember Adam and Eve? God told them something, and then Satan wants them to hear something different. And you have to know what God has told you. You have to know that this was God that told you this, and that you're doing nothing else but what he's asked you to do. And if you stay there, the blessing of God will come upon your life. That's what this is all about. You know, the Bible says, I believe in this, Isaiah. I probably need to stop and pray, okay? I get excited and I just want to run, but I need to let the Lord. 
take full charge. Amen. Father, Spirit of the living God, we invite your presence. I'm expecting miracles in the lives of your people. I'm expecting blessings upon them. I'm expecting positive changes to come to your people where they know that you, God, are at work in their lives. That's what we pray for today. In Jesus' name. You know, in Isaiah chapter 53, that's the chapter for atonement. The Bible says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way. And God has laid our iniquities upon Christ. So there is the picture for every human being living on earth. There is this picture from the scriptures saying we are truly sheep. And sheep needs to be led. In Psalm 53, a psalm that everybody knows, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. As long as God is your shepherd, you will never want in any area of life. If God stays as your shepherd, the Lord David recognized that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. If you want to lie down in life, all through life in green pastures, let God be your shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. So who is doing the leading? You. God is the shepherd and you are the sheep. We need to be led by God if you want to be on green, to lie down on green pastures. Not pasture. Pastures. With an S. Enjoy. You turn this way, green. You turn the other way, it's green. Whichever way you want to turn, when the Lord is your shepherd and you are allowing him to lead you, he will lead you beside still waters. That means peace. Peace. You got it good, it's green. And then you also have peace beside the still waters. Nothing up and down in your life because the Lord is your shepherd. He leads you beside the still water. He restores your soul. That's very important because I'm coming to that. Restoration of the soul. Not your spirit. Restoration of your soul. Your soul is the seat of your mental abilities and your emotions. Those need to be restored from time to time. Because those can really deceive you and lead you to make wrong decisions. So God restores your soul, not your spirit. You're already born again. Amen. You're a child of God, but your soul needs some restoration. He restores your soul and He leads you. Again, that's the word lead. He leads you in the paths of righteousness 
for his name's sake. In other words, God says, I'm going to lead you in the right path because everyone is watching to see what I'm doing in your life and I'm going to so bless you and I don't want you to get off the way of righteousness so that the world will know that I'm leading you. He says, it's for my name's sake. I want my, life, my name to be glorified in the glory that I'm placing upon your life. But you need to let me lead you. So God's leading in the Christian's life is so important. Because the Bible says in, in um, Romans chapter 8, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children, these are the sons of God. You have to be led by God to be a child of God. If you are a child of God, if you have been born again, you have to be led. If you have not been led, you don't qualify as a true son of God or a child of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. That's Romans chapter 8 verse 14. These are the sons of God. So I need God to lead me. I need God to lead me and my wife and my family. So that we are constantly positioned for his, for his light to shine on us so that we can reflect His glory. The moon has no light of its own. Amen. But the moon positions itself so the sun can shine on the moon and then the moon can reflect the light and so the moon has its own glory. Without the sun, the moon has no glory. And if the moon is not properly positioned, then the moon will still not shine. So we need to be led so God can position us so that the sun of righteousness can shine upon us and then we get glory upon our lives. We have to be led. Primarily, the way God leads His people, when you have been born again, and I encourage you, if you don't know God, if you haven't given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, God has no way of directing your life. You're on your own. The reason for that is you have a dead spirit. And Jesus said, God is a spirit. Spirit talks to spirit. God will not talk to your flesh. That's another animal. God will only talk to your spirit. God will not talk to your soul. That's why we walk by faith and not by feelings. Your soul is the seat of your emotions and your mental abilities. So it's not how you can reason it out. God doesn't work that way. He wants to walk through your spirit. But if you are not born again, you were born, every one of us were born, was born with a dead spirit that cannot respond to God. God cannot speak to it and really lead that spirit because he's dead. It's the born again experience that brings you alive. When you get born again, your spirit comes alive. And then when that spirit comes alive, God says, I got it done. Now I got to lead this man and direct this man through life through his spirit. And we'll come into that. So you can see from the word of God. Now in, in Proverbs, in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, it says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Searching all the inner parts 
of his heart. Now, when you hear the word heart in scripture, heart is the same thing as spirit. When the scripture says heart, what they are, they are actually saying is your spirit. Your spirit is the real you. So, the spirit of man, not your body or your soul, your spirit is the lamp of God. Does God need some lamp to see? God can't see except he uses the lamp of my spirit. No, that's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is, is your spirit that he uses to lead you. So you make the right decision. What church to attend? People are confused about that. And I've seen people, they go to a church and actually God asks them to be there. And you've seen them. God really asked them to be there, and they felt it when they came in. And some people will say, the Lord said to me, I felt it in my spirit, you are home. But then as they stay in the church, what happens is something happens and they get offended. And I've seen this happen, and I couldn't understand it. They leave, and then they are going from church to church. You see that? Sometimes God can move you because... He is not working there. He wants you somewhere else. And things will happen and they are not right and then you move. He's leaving you. You can know that. But you don't leave because of offense. And if it's just for offense, find out God what's really going on here before you make the next step. But I've watched these individuals. They'll leave the church. They're upset. They go somewhere else. And guess what? They don't feel right there. And so from, from, through the years, they are going from church to church. They feel like the Spirit is here, but they can't really stay. And then you look at their natural lives, you find everything is falling apart. Have you seen people like that? Everything is falling apart. Their family life is going crazy. Their children are getting very rebellious. They won't go to church. And they're wondering what's going on. It's because they are not being led by God. They have opened the door. They have, they, God wanted them somewhere. They made their own decision. Remember what the scripture said. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And you say, well, well Pastor, why would you want to preach that? Some people may feel like this is not where God wants them to be and believe. I just want to tell the truth. Amen. I just want, I want you here. Think about it, brothers and sisters. We are all in this together. Huh? I want you here. I want the church to be filled. However, if this is not where God wants you, why should I keep you here? That's not right. That's not right. That's wrong. So you manipulate and make sure that they stay. No, if God doesn't want the person there, and I'm not telling anyone to go, but this is the way it is. We're not just living for this world. Remember, we're living for him. If, God, if, if the person is not for me, when they leave, God brings those that he has commanded to be here. Amen. They will come. And I like those ones. Amen. Those that God has brought, we can walk together. And with them, because we're a team, we can take the world on. But if we have one that's not from the Lord, he'll always question, why are you doing that? And we don't want to do that. Because he's not supposed to be with us. Why don't you go where God is? No kidding. <laughs> so it's so important. Because we need to recognize that. Now, Proverbs 20, 27, he says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. 
And he searches all the inner parts. He searches all the inner parts of his heart. And then when you go to Psalm 18 verse 28, it says, For you, O Lord, will light my lamp. So what, who, what lamp is that? Your spirit. That's the lamp of God. Even though it's your spirit, the way God sees it, when you are born again, that's his lamp in your life. Not for God to see, but for you to see. And so when I'm living in darkness, and I'm confused, and I don't know what to do, the Lord my God will enlighten the inside of my spirit. He will enlighten it. So God puts on the light. So you say, yeah, I'm not going there. Amen? He gets you to understand. This guy is so nice to you. He treats you well. Buys you gifts. And he's wooing you. But God has another fellow there for you. And you're thinking, more. all your body and your soul is saying, this is the best that's ever happened to me. I'm going with this. And the Spirit of God is saying, oh no, not this guy. I got another one for you. It's better for you. This is for another person. Amen. Leave him alone. If you go with your, with your soul and your feelings, you go for that. And guess what's going to happen? A lot of trouble. So there are decisions, business decisions to make. They bring this stuff to you and it looks great and they're telling you and you're confused. You like it, but something inside is saying, I really don't know about this. But you're confused. You know it's going to bring some money and they're telling you that. So how do you know? In your confusion, you go to God and God says, He connects His power to your lamp. And bam, I know what to do. I'm not marrying this fellow anymore. (laughs) And he says, why? What's going on? I don't know. I just don't feel right about it. And you can stay with it because you know that the Spirit of God has spoken to you. You know, today, I know without a doubt that Texas is the place where God has called Angela and I to minister. I know that. How? Because God spoke to me about it. Did I hear an audible voice? No. That's what people are looking for. If you're looking for an audible voice, you are forgetting the supernatural and you're looking for the spectacular. And Satan likes spectacular. He's going to, you want to hear a big voice? He's going to come with the bass for you to hear. <laughs> so you can say, God spoke to me. But it's the devil that is transforming himself into an angel of light. God guides you through your spirit inside of you. So it feels like you're thinking, but he's talking to you. Amen? God can choose to talk to you about that, uh, talk to you with an audible voice. He can choose that. But that's usually up to him. A lot of people try to get away from scripture, and they're just doing their own thing. Because they heard somebody say these things. They hear somebody said I was in the shower and I heard God spoke to me in the shower. God just spoke to me. So they go into the shower expecting to hear God to speak, speak to them in the shower. I don't need all of that stuff. I am a child of God. Amen. I know that. 
I got no doubt about it. And you are a child of God. God wants to communicate with his people. I don't need anybody. You don't need me. That's why pastor said that. Because God who created you knows you better than any other man. And you are not just inferior man. He made you for himself. You were made in his likeness. He wants to communicate with you. Not through anybody, but you. You are his child. If I want to talk to my child, I'm not going to call the first son. Please talk to your younger brother when he's standing right there. Think about it. I'll talk to my child. They're both precious to me. That's the way God is. He wants to communicate with you. He loves to speak with his children. Read the scriptures and don't deceive yourself. Go back to Genesis. How God came constantly to have fellowship with Adam. God is the same. He hasn't changed. If you are his child just like Adam, he wants to be with you constantly. Talking to you. Asking you how you want to name those animals in your life. (laughs) Amen. That's the way God is. He wants to speak to you. We have to understand this. That man is a tripartite being. That's a big word to say. There are three parts to your life. In First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. He says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. My prayer for you today is that. You know what that is? Sanctify you completely means to set you aside for himself completely. That belongs to me. That's my property. That's mine. That's what he's saying. God will sanctify you completely to himself this morning in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? He wants to do that. He says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So notice, what's the first thing that is spoken? Spirit. If natural man wants to talk about it, they will say the body, the soul, and the spirit. That's backward. When God says it, The real you is your spirit. The real you is your spirit. If you're constantly depending on your soul and your body, something is wrong. God created you a spirit being. That's why Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is what? And that which is born of the spirit is? You are his spirit when you are born again. You have the nature of God. When you have accepted Christ, As your Lord and Savior, please get it. You look just like Jesus in your spirit. You are like your brother, Jesus. And God wants to communicate with you just like he did Jesus. Jesus was the first and God wants more children so he can do the same thing that he did with Jesus in your life. Don't diminish your life. Jesus paid a great price for you. You are not just ordinary. You are that special. I don't care what any man says to you. You are that special in the eyes of God because he got you with the blood of his son. Why would you purchase something that big and and neglect it? And not 
take care of it. With the blood of his son. Why are we going through this? Because we don't understand the mystery of this thing that God has done. To get you for himself. A great price. If you have a great jewel in your house that you bought, don't you take care of it? You take care of it, make sure it's, it's well preserved. And that's you. He loves you so much. And the Bible says, my people perish because they don't know it. That's why there's no need to look. I, I want to draw from what God has done in other people's lives. I love them. I pray for them. But I don't feel less than anybody. Amen. Because the same spirit that gave birth to them, gave birth to me. All I need to know is what they know, that I still don't know. Because once I know what they know, the same spirit will get me up there. So my, my search in life is to find out what these great servants of God, those that are in the ministry and those that are not, what do they know? And what are they doing with the Father? What kind of communication do they have with him? So that I can communicate with him and get the same result. Because the Bible says, God is not a respecter of persons. So if I line myself properly, I get baptized. I'm still looking for more baptism. Hallelujah. I'm looking for baptism and that's coming to you in Jesus' name. That's the way it is. Open your spirit. And I'm coming to that. There is a lot, there is a lot I want to share. Because you will finally find out that your born again spirit, your born again spirit always agrees with the Father. Never. Your born again spirit is perfect. Without sin, I'm telling you. I'll show you the scriptures later. And always want to communicate with the Father. And never would disagree with the Father. That's why the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. He's leading them through the Spirit, His Spirit, and when they listen, God's at work in their life, just like He was in the life of Jesus. No difference. It's when we begin to listen to our soul and our mental abilities, Fighting spiritual battles with mental abilities. That's when we get in trouble. That's when we get so confused. That's where we can't obey Him. Because your mind is telling you something different from what God is telling you. Your spirit that is born again agrees with God. And so what you hear Christians say, I know. And then they put the next word, but... And the preacher said, your butt is in the way. Get it out of the way so that God can walk. Yeah. If we will listen to God, great miracles will happen. I've shared this here, not to brag, but just to let you know, days back, I used to just want to see a miracle. I want to see them. I never thought ever in my life I will see a blind man and I'm the one praying that God will heal. Wow. That would be incredible. But as you study the word and as God begins to speak to your spirit, you begin to see the, this, is, this may be possible. Maybe God can do this 
truly to me, okay? Not just these big guys. And then you read what they do. And then you begin to have the desire. Welcome into that. And then once God gives you the opportunity and says, son, try it. And guess what? He got this miracle. And he doesn't do anything. I just know I'm a Christian. Just obeying the Lord. And I can speak for him. Especially when I hear it from my spirit. I can tell the person, God's going to heal you right now. And guess what happens? He heals them. He heals them. Is it because I'm special? No. That's why we're teaching this. Because every one of us can do these things and more. And when you do it, I'm excited. It's a great joy for me. My life is fulfilled when God is doing great works through your life. Your family, you rejoice. My job is done. I'm excited because God is at work in your life and is blessing your family. You got confidence about Him. That's my prayer for our kids. Amen. That they become great and take over. That's the, what this is all about. God wants to bless His people. So you are first a spirit. With your spirit, you make contact with the spiritual realm. Notice what Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings where? In heavenly places. But you live on the earth. earth. How am I going to get all these spiritual blessings? Notice what he calls it. Spiritual blessings. How can I enjoy spiritual blessings in heavenly places when I live on the earth? So with your spirit you are able to make contact with those heavenly places, those spiritual blessings, and as you gain understanding, and as God works with your spirit, you can bring those spiritual blessings into your natural world with the help of the Holy Spirit leading you. Make sense? Just that as simple. Why are you making it so complicated? So that you can stand and say, well, brother, I was praying the other day. And what you're doing is lifting yourself. So everybody's saying, wow, that's a real prayer warrior. I don't like things like that. I just don't. Because when God gives something, it's simple. And if you understand it, you walk in it, he hits you. Because the Bible says, God watches over his word to perform it. You know what that is? He's constantly watching. And if he sees you, you are beginning to receive the word. says, I, I think what pastor is saying is the truth. And you check it in the scriptures. I think I can do this. And God calls the angels and say, hey, now watch out for that kid. He's beginning to think differently. You know what the Bible talks about? Renewing your mind with your spirit now. And he says, God says, let's watch out for that kid. Because he's going to do something and we cannot afford to disappoint him. Amen. We can't. So once you step out of the boat, you can, God there is solid for you to walk on water. But it's your spirit. With your spirit, you make contact with the spiritual realm. With your soul, you make contact with the emotional and the mental realm, the realm of reason, which is really a problem for us. I better just go ahead and push this out so it gets up because I'm coming to it later. But let me tell you something. When you were born, you were born with a dead spirit. 
The only thing that was alive was your soul. The realm of reason. Your emotions. That's what you're used to. That's all you know. All your decisions before you got born again were based on how you feel, what you have reasoned in your mind. That's how you make your decision. That's how all of us were there. All of us in that place. Every decision you make, who to marry, everything is based on how you feel. The soul was what controlled what you did. Now when you are born again, but that's not God's design. When you are born again, your spirit comes alive. But it's still a baby. <laughs> First Peter tells us, I believe verse 2, uh, chapter, uh, chapter 1 verse 2. He says, it's as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. I may have quoted that wrong, maybe 2-2. Two, two. First Peter 2-2. Two, two. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. You can be 50 years is that old? Where's Michael? I'm coming for you. My, your birthday comes next week. You're, you're a young man, okay? Yes. He gives me trouble over my birthday all the time, so I told him I'll get you when I'm preaching. I got the, I got the microphone, you don't. So, so he's got it. He's a young man. At least that's what he believes. <laughs> Where was I? Michael, you see what you cost me now? <laughs> yeah. It says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow deeper. Now, newborn babe, a man who is 60 years old can get saved. But he's still a baby. His spirit just woke up. His spirit is still a baby. And guess who detects what happens? His soul, his soul has been alive and strong. So they're telling this, way, that's how they're led, by this, the way they feel. And the pastor, I don't feel that way. I don't think that way. Yeah, I know, but I don't feel that way. They go by their feelings. And so the Bible says, feed that spirit. And we come into a scripture in Hebrews that separates the soul from the spirit. So that the, soul, the spirit now takes preeminence and begins to lead you. And you make decisions based on your spirit and you can never go wrong. You can never go wrong. I need to put that out. So that's what's going on. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. Paul in first, uh, Philippians 1 verse 23 and 24, he says, For I am hard pressed between the two, to live in the body or to live in heaven with Jesus Christ. He says, between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better for the human spirit. Notice, even if he departs from his body, meaning died the way we see it, he's still living. And Paul says, to, when I leave my body, I'm going to be with Jesus, and that's better. No, he said, that's far better. So whether you live in the body or you live outside your body, the real you is your spirit. And that's what the one God wants to deal, do business with and direct your life by your spirit, not your body, not your soul. 
Too many Christians are being led by how they feel. And they don't seem to know how to listen to the Spirit of God. Because the ways of God are different from the ways of man. God says, my ways, Isaiah 55, my ways are so high. And your ways, if I will say that, your ways are so low. (laughs) We need to meet somewhere. Amen. And so God wants to raise you through his spirit to communicate with your spirit. So Paul is saying, he says, well, nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. So if remain in the flesh, that's the spirit of Paul staying in the flesh. And he said they needed him because if he goes, he won't be able to preach to them or direct them anymore. Uh, any of that will be, all of that will be gone. And Paul decided, I got something from this scripture because Paul, after that, he said, well, I have this confidence. I'm not going to die yet. I'm going to be around. I said, boy, this is a tough guy. How can he say that? How can a man decide when he dies something when he doesn't want to die? I told God I want that also. When I'm ready to go, then I can go. But that's what it is. Paul refers to your spirit that is inside you, the lamp of God, God, Paul refers to it it as the inward man. And your body, he refers to as the outward man. And he's declared that the outward man is perishing. Slowly. (laughs) The wrinkles are showing with time. I keep comforting myself that I'm still young. My daughter keeps trying to persuade me, Daddy, you are old. And I keep saying, no, I'm still young. I'm still strong. Can you see what I can do? (laughs) So there is an inward man. Notice there is an inward man. It's a man in the sight of God. God wants to talk to that man. I'm just giving you uh, a progression. I will tell you how God talks to that man later. But I'm just building right now. So please be patient with me. God, I will show you from the scriptures how God the primary way that God leads you. I will show you from scriptures. It's not going to be my words. It will be there in the scriptures so you know and can recognize it. So we come into that. So there is the outward man. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. In other words, our spirit. We don't, we don't lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, perishing, Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. The outward part is is going down. But if you are feeding your spirit with the word of God, guess what's happening to the inward man? He's getting renewed, getting more powerful, can hear more of what God is saying. He's getting stronger and stronger because of the word of God. That's what the people of God need to renew their spirit. That the inward man, strengthen your inward man by putting away the soul and receiving the word of God and grafted into your spirit and then your spirit will begin to transform your soul. And then they will all learn. How can two walk together except they be in agreement? That's what God said. Amos chapter 3 verse 3. How can two walk together except they be in agreement? You want to do what is right, but your soul is directing you to something else. 
<laughs> but when you begin to feed the word of God to your spirit, that newborn again spirit, even though as you grow older, you're looking older, but the inside man, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. That's what this is all about. The inward man. Peter referred to that as the hidden man of the heart. First Peter chapter 3, verse 10. That's what he referred to it. He's a hidden man. It's not what you see on the outside. It's in there. And that's where God speaks and gives direction inside the inward man. I want to go a little bit into the, the difference between the soul and the spirit. Because in those days, most ministers couldn't tell you the difference. They, they refer to the spirit and the soul as if there was the difference. The soul, when you are born again, is your soul saved? Oh yeah. My soul is saved. When I die, my soul will go to heaven. Have you heard that? How many have heard that? Yeah. Well, we're sure about that. But let's look at what the scripture says. Because the soul, in the mind of God, is the realm of the mental abilities and your emotions. And that was not saved the day you got saved. You got to deal with it. That's why Paul, Romans chapter, uh, chapter 12, verse 1 and, 2, 1 and 2, it says, be transformed by what? The renewing, because the mind is the mental ability that you have in your soul. That needs to be renewed. That's all you knew all along. So that needs to be renewed. It says in Hebrews 4 verse 12, For the word of God is living. The word of God, this word of God, Jesus said in, in, in um, John chapter 3 verse 63, The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. The word of God is a living being. The word of God can give birth to a miracle. It's a living being. That's what he's saying. The word of God is living and very powerful. He said it's like a two-edged sword. It separates, piercing even to the dividing of the soul and spirit. Why does the word of God, why will the word of God divide between the soul and the spirit? The word of God is like a two-edged sword and its purpose is to divide between the soul and the spirit. It pierces to divide them because they are not the same. They are not the same. I want, to, I want us to go to uh, James chapter 3, uh, chapter 1, verse 23. It says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. What, is, uh, what are we to re receive with meekness? The implanted word. Why? Which is able to save your souls. And he's writing to Christians. If you are, when, you are go, when you get born again, if your soul is already saved, 
Why do you need your soul saved? Because your soul is the realm of your reason. Five senses. And a lot of Christians are led by their senses. How they feel. And so the Spirit of God wants to separate between those two things. And empower your spirit to the point where your soul listens to what your spirit is saying. And if you are led by that, God is at work in your life. It is really simple. Can you separate your soul and your spirit? You don't have what it takes. Only the Word of God can do that. Only the Word of God can do that. So it behooves you to give yourself to the Word. When I emphasize Sunday school, I'm not just trying to speak. I'm saying just as you present yourself to the Word, Jesus said, you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. Just being in the house of God and listening to the Word of faith, the Word begins to do His work in your life separating your spirit from your soul and then empowering your spirit to take charge. Amen? And so he searches what's going on and gives you direction. That's what this is all about. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you through your spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit of God they are, these are the sons of God. And here as a church, so that we start seeing miracles among us, okay? So that you know not to disagree. We started as a church. Some of us who were there, we've seen a lot of miracles in our church. I, I don't think miracles because I, I don't put anybody, because I've seen by the grace of God. And God's going to be doing these things among us. I'm going to share one scripture that is very important right now while we're speaking. So that you can be in agreement with where, where I'm going. Because what's happening in the church, for the most part, and, and God gave me this. I spent a few days just by myself in prayer before God, and God showed me some things. And I want to share this with you. One of the reasons why they, we don't have a lot of many works among believers, nobody's expecting anything. Nobody's expecting anything supernatural. They, they just come to church. Nobody's expecting anything to change. Why would you go to an almighty God and spend some time with him and your life not be different? You didn't expect anything. If we want the things that the people in the time of Jesus had, what they received from the Lord, we have to go like the way they did. When they went to Jesus, they were expecting something. They were expecting things to change. But what's happening in the church, and I'm going to put this to you, if I go out and we have a crusade, Angel and I will go out and have a crusade, I'll see miracles. You know why? Because the unbelievers, when they come, they're wanting God to speak to them. They're not going to argue with me about what I'm saying. They're not going to put on the brakes. And say, well, we've heard that before. We don't want to hear that anymore. They're there to receive. And when I tell them God's going to heal you, they say, oh yes, just tell us, when are you going to pray for us? But when you come among Christians, we're not in agreement. We're not in agreement. Some say, well, I'm not sick, so I don't want to hear anything about healing. And guess what's happening to the Holy Spirit? He's grieved. 
I heard that before. When are you going to talk about something? I need you to address my own problem. So God can move among us. Because we never come together in agreement. The whole church, we say, we're going to face this. Let's do this. You remember in the beginning of the year, we were talking about the blessings? Showers of blessings? And our church was fully in agreement? You saw what God did? How many remember? We were having all kinds of miracles. You know why? We were in agreement. The economy was bad. We needed help. We were in agreement. And God was moving. And we had so many testimonies. It was, it was hard. It was week, almost every week. We got miracles happening. God was there. This is the secret. Watch what's going on in your spirit and what your soul is telling you when we, when we come together. Amen? Come expecting God to do something for your life and the life of your brother. Believe him for them. Let God speak to your spirit. Sometimes he can speak to your spirit to say a word of prayer. As you turn and uh, you look at that individual and the spirit of God says, you think you're thinking, he really needs help. But you don't know exactly what it is. You can just pray a few words. And because the spirit of God was the one that initiated that prayer, guess what? He hits your brother. We're missing it. Because we're making it too complicated. We're missing it. I'm going to share these scriptures and then I'm going to just finish it up. But I need to say this as we go into this message. So you get patient. You know, people can We're not patient anymore. Tell us. Just tell us right away. You don't want to be patient to, so you build, so you got full understanding, so that God can walk through. You just want, you know, the McDonald's type thing. <laughs> because I ordered it. It's five minutes now. I need my Big Mac. What's wrong with this? I'm not coming back here. That's what you do. And we do the same thing with God. I'm not coming back. Pastor, when are you going to be in agreement? Be patient. There is always a season for everything with God. Amen? Your season is coming. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Your season is coming. It could be your brother's season. Stay with them. When we come together in unity of faith, two shall put, one shall put a thousand to flight, and how many will two do? Oh, I love it. I love it. Amen. Amen. That's what, that's what the enemy is doing. He divides us. Even during the prayer or during the message, we are already divided. And so we are not in agreement. And God cannot walk among us. Can you see what's happening to us? That's why we don't see these things. That's why we don't see this. The Spirit of God is grieved. That's what God showed me during my prayer time. For the Ark Fellowship. And I want to share that with you so you can change your mind. So that God can begin to re- bring release to his people. I was reading some from a minister. And he says, I said something and the whole church put on their brakes. He was trying to pray for somebody who was, was uh, an elderly woman who was very sick. And he was going to get the attention of this uh, elderly woman. But the woman kept yelling. So he told the woman to shut up. And he was a young man. And the whole church took offense. Who are you to tell this woman to shut up? Because that's exactly what he said. They judged him for that. 
And the Spirit of God told him in his head, they put on the brakes against you. That woman is not going to be healed. So he started pleading with them and telling them first. He left the woman. Instead, he started telling them, oh, I did this because I needed to get his attention and she wouldn't be quiet and all of that. I usually don't do this. So they forgave him and they got in line. Guess what happened to the woman? Right after that, God healed her. We need to be very careful. We need to be very careful. That's one of the reasons God was ministering to me and showed me that. So we can come as a church and let God begin to use us as great ministers of God. Every one of you here is a minister. Forgive your past. Amen? It's behind you. What I'm saying today, forgive. But let's come together. We're talking about hearing from the Word of God, from the Spirit of God. And watch what God's going to be doing among us. Amen? God's going to be doing mighty works. That's why I'm saying to you, I hear the sound of rain. Can you say that amen with me? I hear the sound of rain. And it's going to pour upon your family for good. Amen? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He's loved us with everything that He has. He loves your family. He's never against you. Can never be against you. He is for you and for your family. And the best is coming to your family. Can I hear an amen? Good things are coming to you. And that individual, remember, when God brings that good news, the Holy Spirit will remind you, that's you. It's taking place. It's going to happen this week. Amen? Can I get your agreement now? Yeah, that's what it is. How does pastor know that? You are against what the Spirit of God is doing. Just flow with it, okay? Amen? God's going to do great stuff for our church. Amen? We are out to reach the world. Amen? We are out to reach the world. And these people here, all of you, I see great men and women of God that God is going to use in our generation. Among them, those children that came up here today. Because as you stand, God will begin to minister to them. And when you hear them speak, don't say, where did you get that from? Rejoice, because something good is about to happen. Stand with me this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Don't tell yourself you are not spiritual. (laughs) That's a lie. If you are born again, guess what? You are very, very spiritual. If you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior... You're looking at what's happened in your flesh and the way you've behaved. Your spirit didn't agree with that. All you need to do is say, God, I'm coming back home. And God says, righteous. Amen. So you can forgive yourself. And we're going together. I'm not perfect. If you want to know, ask my wife. No, kidding. <laughs> and my kids. And I don't pretend to be. I just have to be myself. Amen. But I know I am loved by my Father. Amen? And that His Spirit dwells in me. And He's going to walk through me. Amen? The same goes with you today. Amen? Forgive yourself. Today is a new day. Amen? Can you say that? Today is a new day for my life. Say it with me. Today is a new day for my life. Something good is coming your way. Things are going to change. I speak it in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands up today. If you're here this morning, 
and you have not made a decision to have Christ in your life, all you have to say, say it with your mouth. Because saying it with your mouth is giving him permission to come into your life. Just tell him, Lord, I want you to come in. I open my life for you. Once you do that, the Spirit of God comes in immediately. And then he begins his work. He says, Son, welcome home. Now, we have a great work to do for the world. You and I, together, we're going to bless the world. Amen? Father, I bless your people today. We rejoice in your presence. We rejoice in your grace. Everyone who has been born again right now, everyone who has been born again, a child of the living God, if you're leading your people, you said, I am the good shepherd. The sheep hear my voice. They follow me and I lead them. They enter into the pastures. They go in and out and they find pastures. That's the portion of God's people this morning, oh God. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. In Jesus' precious name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Next week we're coming together and we're going to be seeing miracles. Can I hear an amen? We'll be seeing miracles.